Open the door and step inside to a world of practical magic, where we blend the mystical and mundane worlds of the everyday witch. Presented by Wise Woman Witchery and hosted by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade-Lewis. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to The Witch Next Door. I'm Emily. I'm Veronica. And this week, we're actually going to answer a listener question. I think it's exciting. (laughs) (laughs) It is very exciting. I love questions. I love questions too. I think it's so, um, it's so cool to hear what other people are thinking about or feeling challenged by, and then, you know, be able to kind of respond to that with what knowledge you and I have. And of course, take it all with a grain of salt, friends, because- what what we say is what we think and feel, but we're not like, you know, end, we're not the end all be all <laughs> no, not even close. We're just a couple no. of witches doing our thing, <laughs> you know, sharing it with y'all, but you know, you might have a, you, it might not resonate. So if we say something and you're like, that's not what it feels like for me, or I don't agree with that. That's okay. I'm not trying to say do it my way, not my way or yeah. the highway. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so what, what was our question, Emily? What, what are yeah, we going to talk me, about? L- let me tell you. So um, somebody, I'm not going to name names because I actually don't know if that's okay or not. I didn't get the okay on that. So I will just say that somebody wrote in to let us know that they've been um, getting into moon magic and goddesses and started a practice with herbs and moon water and dreams, um, you know, working with dreams and did some sound healing and group meditation and then saw their first visions and now is seeing visions whenever doing group meditations or with female guides and healers. Um, This person also sees colors as well and feels a little bit confused as to what the visions mean. So the question really is, do they always pertain to me or am I picking up on the healer's energy? Um, And whether or not this is a common phenomenon with the practice of moon magic. So Um, I guess I would start with whether or not this is common. What do you think, Veronica? Um, Common specifically for moon magic? Um, I I would say it's common overall. Once you start opening up your third eye, you start opening up your intuition, you start opening yourself up to different ways to unlock um, messages or your spiritual self. and not everybody's going to be visual. So this person may have received, you know, messages or something in a different form before this. Mm. And that th- this vision, the idea of having visions is different. And it's, it feels a lot more concrete because I know some women who are very intuitive and very open and have worked for many years and are just not visual people. They just don't totally. see things. Right. And I would agree with you that I think that, um, this isn't necessarily specific to moon magic as much as it is. Anytime you start putting energy into a meditative practice, 
anytime you start doing healing work with intention and focus, you really are. I mean, what is living behind all of that is this idea of opening up oneself to information and to guidance from the energies to tapping in more deeply to those energies. So if you are a person who receives messages visually, whether you knew that or not before then, (laughs) uh, you might start to have those visions, uh, or see colors, see auras, whatever it might be. And I don't think that's, again, specific to moon magic. I think it's very much something that happens, you know, in, in all practices when you hone them and it just might come in different ways. Yeah. And I, it feels to me like maybe this, the moon magic, um, work has opened that door for this person, Mm -hmm, you know, like that is like, okay, so here we go. Like I, I really, you know, maybe they resonate with, you know, where, what they're working on. And so that just, that was the door in to tap into that part of themselves that they hadn't had before. And that is so exciting. I mean, I remember when I really first started working, um, with meditation and with uh, trance work and visualizations and how amazing it was. And I kept questioning myself. I remember just like, hold on, am I making this up? I still question myself, (laughs) but not, not to such a deep level, but like, oh my gosh, how, how could this be? Like, it's like a whole different world opens. Totally. I totally resonate with that. Um, I mean, I remember my very first like public ritual when I actually went into like a trance and had a full on vision and went, whoa, what is happening right now? That was amazing. That was incredible. I'm going to be a witch. (laughs) (laughs) This is it. I want more. Uh, So yeah, I do think it's, I think it's common. I think it's, um, it's a gift and, and it's also a tool. Is there more on that or should we skip to the next piece? Yeah, let's move to the next piece. So the next piece is, is this mine? Is this theirs? What is it? Mm, nice. Uh, yeah. And uh, I know Veronica, when we were talking about doing this topic, you were saying how or mentioning the fact that, you know, in our group, in our circle, we have done a lot of meditations where we build on each other, right? So I'm maybe starting to quote, see something and I'll speak it. And then somebody else says, well, I see that. And, but I also see this. And then we sort of group collectively hold a vision together. Um, So there is a way that group energetics can lend themselves profoundly. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah to like shifting and changing your own vision for sure. Um, yeah, I felt like, I feel like, um, that is maybe a little different than maybe what this person is saying. I think you're right, but I would just, I'm just, you had brought it up and I think it's a really good example of how intent you can intentionally utilize the energy of a group to have a group vision or to fuel your own vision. Oh yeah. I mean, as in a group, like energetically, we already influence each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but like to actually have a ritual where you're building and creating a vision together, um, is very powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, so depending on what this person was experiencing, cause I think group was added to the question, um, that if that was a piece and yes, obviously like the whole group is, is participating in that. And even just being together in a group, you're, you are with other people's energies and most likely you will be picking up on something. Yes. 
Totally. Collective energy. Yeah. It's like when you walk into a supermarket and you're like, if you're feeling particularly sensitive, I have this happen where I'll walk in and it's really crowded or there's just a lot of people. And I'm like, and I can't do this today. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. I, I, yeah. I think I was out in the world a couple of days ago and I was like, I need to not be in the world right yes. now. Like I yes. need to not be out in the world. Like this is just, it's, I could feel everything. Nothing felt like, like, I was like, that doesn't feel right. Oh, whoa. What's that super sensitive about everything that was happening around me. <laughs> and like usually really tuned into everybody else's energy and it feels overstimulating. Yes, for sure. Yes. Um, and especially if this person has really started opening up to their visions mm -hmm. and is, you know, in that kind of state of like being, being honing and being more sensitive on a different level that, um, Yes, I think you would be more, more than likely you are going to be more open to group energies, um, other people's energies. And even in, even individuals, if you're one-on-one -on -one with someone, but you're doing some type of healing work or some type of meditative work, you're probably going to tap into what's happening for them or tap into their vibration, whatever that might be or means to you. Uh, so I think what can be really helpful, and this is just, this would just be my pitch for boundaries, I'm all about the boundaries, uh, <laughs> is to practice meditation and practice visualization and all of that on your own, in your own space, so that you can get really clear about what your energy feels like. And, I, and I'm speaking not just to our lovely listener who wrote in, but to everybody. I think that this is really like an important thing to note and to understand is what does my energy feel like? What are my energetic boundaries? And to play with that. Um, yeah. yeah, because if, if that's kind of like the launching point, it's like, okay, well, maybe then if you feel something you can feel if it's coming outside of you or mm -hmm. if it's coming from you. Um, but the more that you practice and you're more like, okay, I know possibly, I know, I know every day can be different too. You can be a little bit more different, you know, sensitive on one day than, than the next. But like, I think that's why in a group, even when we work that we start with grounding I mean, mm -hmm. you start by grounding right away. It's like, okay, I'm feeling my own energy and I'm connecting you know, my energy grounding that to the earth. And so like, there's no, you can kind of, and then, you know, you ground and then you, you, you can clear obviously before that, but then, you know, you go, okay, I'm clear and I'm grounded. So now I'm doing my work. So now maybe I could see if this is mine or somebody else's. Mm -hmm. And I know what, you know, just if you're like, I don't even know how to do that. Well, a really simple exercise that you can do is to just begin by tuning into your breath. And then as you tune into your breath, begin to give your breath a color, imagine that color filling your body. And that color is your life force, your energy. So you imagine it filling up like every single nook and cranny of your insides. And once that's full, you might brighten it up a little bit using your inhale to bring in a little more energy and give it a little more vibrancy. And then as you exhale, begin to push the boundaries of your own skin so that you're pushing that energetic force outside of yourself. And you play with using your breath as the guide to push out, push it out and bring it back until you find what's comfortable for your own energetic boundary. 
And then this is a tool that you can use even when you go into a group practice to really set your boundary beforehand so that you're clear about your own energy, but you're also clear about where your boundaries lie. And that way, as other energies start to bump up against you, you begin to be able to identify them more clearly as not mine. Um, and maybe I'm open to receiving the message here, or maybe I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and I also want to say like, it's not necessarily that it's a negative thing, having other people's energy, you know, like there's, you want to have collective energy sometimes yes. to really magnify what work you're doing. So, you know, yeah, it's interesting. Cause I, when I hear this question, I'm like, it could have a couple different things behind it. It could be like, Oh, that then that like the energy, like, is it them that's creating this amazing vision that I'm getting a lot out of it? And, and I'm really, that's not really me. I'm just seeing it. Or is it me who's creating it and seeing it? And maybe it's both really, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe it's the combination of who you're with and what you're opening and, and your own visions. Mm-hmm. And it can be really helpful to take time to record those things. So when you have experiences to write them down and just begin to notice if there's themes that are emerging, if, if there's associations, like if you start seeing colors around people or just seeing colors when you're near people, um, within your own inner realms, you know, start to write down how you feel, how that other person felt, because that's how you begin to notice the way that you receive information and what that information means. Yeah. I mean, decoding it is a whole, yeah, that's like the meaning part is really can be challenging because we can get really, you know, you're going from a different part of your brain. So you're like really starting to think more linear of like, Oh, well, what does that mean? Like when you receive a message in a dream and you're like, well, wait, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Like, is it like, is this something I have to do? Like, I need, like, I woke up the, like, for example, I woke up the other morning and I just, the words, Um, I was in the Black Canyon of the Gunnison, which is a national park in Colorado. And those words just like popped into my head. And then I was like, I had a whole dream about being in the Black Canyon of the Gunnison. And so I woke up going like, oh my gosh, does that mean I need to go to the Black Canyon of the Gunnison? (laughs) Like that's in Colorado. I know I'm going to Colorado, but it's nowhere close to where I was going to be. And it's like, I, I don't know if I have time to do that. And I started getting into this whole thing. And I'm like, okay, maybe that's not necessarily what that means (laughs) you know it's like step back and like okay yes there there we can really have the meaning really wrap us up um and I I've had a lot of yoga teachers I've learned a lot about this around a lot of yoga teachers because when you're doing a lot of movement and you're focusing on your breath and it's a very spiritual practice you can see a lot of things and experience a lot of things in your body. And you're Mm. sometimes you're like, you can get afraid or you can be like, this isn't right. Is this right? There are a lot of questions of like, is this right? Should I stop this? Like my legs are shaking. They won't stop shaking. And, and most of the time, the feedback I got was just experience it. Don't wrap yourself up in the meaning or, you know, feel it, mm-hmm. experience it. Does this feel right right now? Like let it flow through you. I love that you're saying that 
Veronica, because there, I think there's two sides to this coin. And one is that there is value in trying to figure out me or tracking, I should say, tracking different experiences so that you can start to see patterns emerge and thus identify, you know, or translate what's happening. But there's also value in in experiencing something and instead of questioning it so much, what can, which can get in the way of actually finding out what it means to let yourself just have the experience and then reflect on the experience itself. So, you know, it's, I don't know, it's both. I think it's, I know I get, I get really wrapped up and like, I, you know, immediately I'm like on, on the internet looking it up and like, you know, (laughs) what does this mean? And what is the native American significance of the black canyon of the gun? I said, you know, Uh (laughs) it's like the deeper, I want to know the deeper meaning of all of it, you know, and instead of like kind of sitting back and seeing the whole picture and maybe just like sitting with it, writing with it. Okay. Well, maybe this holds something else there for it. Maybe it might have something to do with being in a Canyon. Maybe it has nothing to do with black Canyon of the gut, you know? It's like- yeah. <laughs> totally. Totally. Maybe and it's maybe a DNA I'm- memory. Yeah, may- exactly. Maybe I'm seeing these colors is just a way that of how the energy is moving through my body. And it doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. mean that red is bad and blue is good, or that this means that, or that dark means bad, or, you know, it's like, maybe that's just information. Yeah, totally. And, and that it's okay. Nice. You know, and you don't always have to make sense of it. You just notice it's happening. Yeah. Have the experience. And I, I like a lot of times, like when I've worked with a practitioner, I I'll tell them what I'm seeing. Like I've had like really good practitioners where I'm like, I'm seeing this, I'm experiencing this. What are you getting? Like, is this, and then that can help too. Mm -hmm. Um, as far as like, is this me who's creating this? Is this you? Is this a combination? Um, cause a lot of times it will be something we're co-creating. And if we don't say anything about it, then who knows? <laughs> well, it also depends on your practitioner, right? Because, you know, yes. again, we, Veronica and I live in Wooville, uh, here, <laughs> here in Sonoma County, California, there's, there is a lot of more, I don't know, alternative viewpoints, um, or acceptance of alternative medicine or that type of thing. Whereas I know there's other places where a chiropractor might scoff at you. And there's some here that would scoff at you too, but you know, there's, you have to know who your practitioner is and know your audience basically. Um, but I know many of the massage therapists I've worked with, even when I don't necessarily talk about what I'm seeing, I notice what, when seeing what it's happening in my body. And then I work with that with them. Like right now I feel like pushing against you or right now I feel like I need to make sounds, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever it might be. And most of the time body workers are pretty dang open to that kind of stuff. Cause they're like, Oh, it's just energy. Move it out. Exactly. Just Um, move with it. Yep. Yeah. So, um, I think that knowing your people, knowing your audience and also, having those conversations about, are you cool with me talking to you about stuff that comes up or that I, that emotions or visions or colors that I see and helping me work with these during our session? Well, and I think that can also help the practitioner that you're working with. Cause like mm-hmm. some people aren't, maybe they're not even aware of it too. Like they might not be like, oh yeah, I felt that from you, but I didn't know what that was or mm-hmm. I, you know, and then maybe 
you know, your session can be more fruitful for both of you. Totally. And as like, I was a massage therapist in one of my many incarnations in this life. And, uh, and, and I bring that work into my therapy that I do, but in that role, I, I really want people to tell me what's happening or if colors are coming up because that's stuff we can work with to help them get whatever relief they're needing from the situation. And I'm sure that happens for you in yoga too, Veronica. Oh yeah. Big time. Yeah. You know, and there'll be times when your body's doing something and you're like, uh, I don't know what's happening right now. Like it's well, like it's stuck here and I can't go or, or it's like my, my legs are shaking and they won't stop. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, that's what you're working with right now. Like just move with that. We're not trying to, you know, yes. You know, some blocks might, you know, you might open up some blockages, which mm-hmm. is amazing. And also you want to just like recognize that this is a block. Is this, is this what I'm ready to do right now? Is my body ready to open? Am I ready to, you know, go to that place? Mm-hmm. Cause there's also, you know, like we weren't using like safety or like what feels right, really what feels right. And making sure that, um, you're feeling right and safe in yourself, no matter what you do. And in how, who you're communicating to. Yes. Right. Making sure that that's somebody you feel comfortable communicating to, um, or finding someone. So even if you're having experiences and you're having them around people that you're not feeling good about having conversations with, find somebody you can have those conversations with, even if it's not that practitioner, even if it's not that meditative person you're working with, you know, or whatever it might be, find somebody you can talk to about it so that you can start to put those pieces together and have somebody to bounce those things off of. And chances are most of us probably know at least one person that we could call up and be like, Hey, I had this trippy experience. Can we chat about it? Yeah. Cause I mean, even, even just talking about it really, I mean, how many times have I called you Emily and it's like, it just, it just starts to unfold and then it, you know, you can get down to a, you know, maybe a piece that it's like, okay, well, that's where that's coming from, or maybe this is what I need to work on right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm really excited for this listener because this feels like a really wonderful place to be in. Totally. You know, like it's starting to rediscover, you know, all kinds of things. Yeah. It's an opening. Yeah. It's an opening to experience, which is really exciting. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, nobody else can see what's happening here, but uh, <laughs> Veronica's having people in her house that are making yeah. sounds and she's starting exactly. to panic. I'm so, like, oh my gosh, this is not expected. <laughs> who's there? Does somebody just show up randomly? Neighbor, yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right. So I guess we're going to need to wrap this one up, but I would say to this listener and to anyone else who might be tuning in and has questions arising from this to, you know, reach out to us if you have other questions or if there's other things that we can do to maybe clarify this. Um, and don't, don't be afraid to talk to your peeps. You know, again, most of us have at least one person that we might be able to discuss these types of things with. Um, and also you can always hop over to the Wise Woman Witchery Facebook group. It's a free group. And if you're like, I want to connect with someone about this experience I'm having and maybe get feedback, 
feel free to pop that in there as a post and other people I'm sure will have had similar experiences or their own experiences that they could maybe share with you or chat about. So you're not alone. You're not alone. alone. (laughs) You're not alone with your magic. It's totally fine. We're here. We've got you. (laughs) So until next time, my friends, keep it magical. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much for listening to Witch Next Door. If you like what you hear, you can click the anchor support link in the description of this podcast. And if you want to help other people like you find us, you can do that by... You can rate us, you can review us, or you can subscribe. Right? Yeah. And you could do all those things. You could just <laughs> click the little stars, you know, and give us like little some comments. cold stars and we'll comment. Yeah. How was this for you? You know, whatever. Love it. I totally love it. it. That way people who are checking out podcasts will be like, hmm, that Veronica and Emily sound like an interesting listen. I think I'll pop over there or wow, they're off the hook. We'll go listen to them. Those people can't stop laughing. This must be so- <laughs> there must be something good here. I could use a good laugh. Yeah. Anyway, so do that please. We'd appreciate it. It does help other people find our podcast. And uh, and then we also really love to hear from you. So if you have feedback, that's another way to get it to us. Uh, you can also always write us at wisewomanwitchery at sonic.net. Thank you for joining us on The Witch Next Door. Join us next week as we explore more ways to make every day more magical. Can't wait? Visit wisewomanwitchery.com or follow Wise Woman Witchery on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on all current offerings and be a part of the tribe. All episodes are created by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade Lewis. Music written and performed by Jean Cornelius.